This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest Agenda Podcast. I'm your host Tom Greaves and I'm joined by Matt Addison of Liverpool.com and Richard Garnett of the Liverpool Record. Liverpool have just wrapped up their football for two weeks now and they'll have to watch on as the other Premier League teams compete this weekend before heading out on international duty. Cut this extended break well, benefit the Reds. On this podcast, we're going to dive into some points that we believe could both benefit and hinder the Reds. Matt, what's your initial thoughts on this period? Yeah, it's it's come at um, an interesting time, hasn't it? I think for, for Liverpool, I think there's probably arguments either way. I think generally for, for the team collectively, uh, but individually as well as we're going to go through. I think there's um, there's maybe some players that you'd think could possibly have, have benefited from getting a bit of rhythm and, and getting into it. I think the fact that Liverpool had the, the time off between the two Champions League games undoubtedly benefited them. But I think there's possibly an argument that maybe they could have done with another game just to, to prove that that wasn't really a, a one-off. I suppose the, the reverse argument is they kind of did that against Bournemouth and then it wasn't particularly great, the two or three games after that. But yeah, I, I think there's arguments either way. I think there's uh, there's certainly a better argument for the players that are missing at the moment, giving them a bit of time to, uh, to come back and, and get themselves back from injury. But... Yeah, there's um, there's a couple of different ways that you can look at it, and ultimately for for Liverpool, they're just going to have to take the time to to work on things on the training ground as much as they can. I know there's no game at the weekend, but I'm sure they'll be uh, be training as much as possible in that in that spell, and and hopefully no one else gets injured in the meantime. Yeah, hopefully no one else does get injured. Rich, are you, are you feeling positive going into the break? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know about positive. I'm you know, I'm pleased, obviously, to uh, to see them get the three points at the end there against Ajax. And I think they were deserved three points. But I, I, as I said the other day, I, I just think you can still see problems. Um, the, the work rate on show against Ajax was obviously significantly better than we saw against Napoli. And that, that was just like a minimum requirement that needed to be improved straight away, I think. And, and, uh, and Jürgen's got that straight off. But... Just in terms of um, um, all-round play, uh, I still think there's so much to work on. And, and the difference having Thiago back in the side made was obviously uh, the standout um, sort of talking point from that game against Ajax. Without him, it could have been a very different proposition, I still feel. So I feel like Liverpool are still you know, a few players light or certainly in terms of a fitness, a few players uh, short of where they need to be to get back to their old best. So although this um, break has been uh, slightly enforced, I do think it's actually a good thing for Liverpool. It'll, it'll give more players a chance to get back to fitness uh, and, and give Jürgen and uh, Pep Linders more time to work with them on the training ground to try and get back to where they need to be. Of course, if you're not playing games, you, you, you're losing match rhythm, but as of course, as uh, as Klopp said the other day, uh, what rhythm? Um, I don't I don't think uh, just a, a two one uh, late win against Ajax signals a return to any sort of rhythm as yet. Far too early to say on that. So uh, a little frustrating that you've got to wait uh, until the first of October for the ne- for the next game. But um, hopefully it'll be worth the wait. What I've got down is a slight negative, but it is a positive. Is that Trent Alexander Arnold had a bit of a turbulent start to the season, Matt? Um, so I think just getting him a break and so he can use it as a bit of a reset can only benefit Liverpool, surely. Yeah, you would have thought so. I don't think there'll be um, 
a great number of minutes for him for, for England. I think that would have been the, the case regardless, which I think is, is a big positive for, for Liverpool, really, just to, to give him a rest as, as much as anything, like you say, to kind of reset him after what's not been the easiest start. I think quite often, as is the case with him generally, there's you know quite a few kind of overblown opinions around him. And I think there is kind of mitigating circumstances. I think he's he's looked, he certainly looked a lot sharper and looked better midweek on, on Tuesday against Ajax. So you'd like to think that that's something that he can take into to the rest of the games now. And like the, the team, really, it's an opportunity to, to reset. But I think particularly for, for someone like him, you look at pretty much all of the other positions. Liverpool have got two players that can play there. And I think with with Trent, obviously, we don't know exactly what we're going to get with Calvin Ramsey yet, but there's no one else really who you'd be massively enthused. I think James Milner can play there, but I'm not sure any of us particularly want to see him there very often at fullback for, for Liverpool these days. I think I think that's the, the thing really for Trent is that you look at the rest of the season, it's, it's going to be two games a week and it's going to be Pretty much, you know, two games a week for Trent because there's not really, not really anybody else. I think we've seen him come off after an hour at two or three games so far this season. I think that was probably more than anything around managing his minutes rather than his performance levels. And that's the the thing really for him is that whenever you get these periods of rest, he's really going to have to take them because you know he's going to play a lot of football this season. We've seen with with Costa Simicas and, and Andy Robertson, there's an opportunity to to mix things up. The same with the centre backs. A right back certainly at this moment it just isn't isn't the case really for Liverpool so yeah I think um, Trent will use it as a reset but as much as anything he's going to have to kind of just get himself ready really for, for another period where he's going to have to go twice a week but between now and, and the World Cup and then use the World Cup as a bit of a break for, for the second half of the season so it, it kind of it works out okay I think for, for him but yeah in, in both aspects I think it, it should hopefully be a, a positive in the, the kind of long in the, the long run for Liverpool. Yeah, Rich, can you see Trent using it as positive? Can you see can you see him going on international duty first of all as well? Um well I don't don't see any reason why why he wouldn't, you know what I mean? But I, I think in terms of of Trent in this season, I feel there's been a lot of focus on him, but it, the, of course the, the the issues are far wider than, than Trent Alexander Arnold and Feel like having Joel Matip back in the side alongside him will give him uh, a little bit of additional cover and and, and probably take that uh, focus away a little bit from him, so he can he can you know knuckle down and do the things that he does best. Uh, a little, as I said, this this kind of uh, enforced break will give players a chance to reset and and work on things and and, and how how best to, to work as a unit with the players that he's got at his disposal, particularly linking between defence and attack in that in that sort of problematic midfield area that we've seen so far. But um, I think we, we were saying before, off camera, beforehand, is Costa Simicus has come in on that other side and, and, and looked very good going forward. But he, he for me, and I think, I don't want to speak for Matt, but I think also uh, uh, for... For Matt, we felt like defensively he still looked a little bit suspect, but no one, no one's really been talking about um, that shortcoming. Whereas if it was Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's ex- exactly what we're talking about. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not like overly worried about him or anything like that. And we're yet to see uh, whether Calvin Ramsey will, will offer any sort of serious uh, um, threat at right back. I would imagine it's probably far too soon for him. Really, still planning. More likely to uh, want to learn off Trent rather than uh, to take his place over the four. But um, it just doesn't help, does it, with any player if, if they're almost 
guaranteed a place in the side. Doesn't matter who you are, even even Virgil Van Dijk. You know, when once Canate's first, if he if he wasn't firing on all cylinders, doing what we expect Virgil Van Dijk to do, then even his place wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be absolutely guaranteed. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, but but for Trent, it's it basically is, isn't it? So um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think he'll be fine, but the break will do him good. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Rich says that it, it has been a bit problematic in midfield, and like he's not wrong. But one of the players that has stood out is Harvey Elliott. I think he's really stepped up to the plate. Um, so it could be a bit of a negative seeing like the likes of Thiago come back and him then maybe getting a bit less time in midfield. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a conundrum, I think, in terms of of him. I, I think it's it's fair to say both ways, really. I think you know, there's there's no doubt Liverpool look a little bit less secure with him in the team, but at the same time, I think individually he's been one of Liverpool's best players so far this season. Certainly in a, a couple of those games, he was kind of the outstanding player. So it, it's a hard one, really. I think in terms of the less game time as well, I think you can probably argue that either way. I think it's it's maybe a negative that he might want to play every minute of, of every game and he might see it as a negative that, you know, one or two players come back and he might not get to play as much. But I think possibly even, you know, for, for Liverpool, it might be a bit of a, a positive, really. I think you, you don't want to overplay him. You don't want to sort of run players into the ground. I know he's he's got, you know, a pretty good injury record. Obviously, we know what happened last season, but in terms of kind of the, the sort of little minor things that, say, a Henderson or a Fabinho can get worked into if they get overworked at certain points, I don't think we, we necessarily see that with, with players like Harvey, but you don't want to kind of run them into the ground too early. I think, you know, he, he's going to have, you know, plenty of opportunities across the course of, of the season to play football and yeah, we've we've put it down as a kind of of a negative, really. If he might get a bit out of rhythm, he might not play as much after the break because one or two players come back and and hopefully stay fit. But I think generally, even that is is probably a positive for Liverpool. I think he looked much better with Thiago and Fabinho in that midfield. But if you can kind of rotate, you know, it's probably still a month until Naby Keita comes back. But you've got Henderson possibly that we're going to touch on later coming back from injury. You've got one or two other options in there rather than having to play Harvey Elliott twice a week, every week, all the time, 90 minutes, it's probably going to benefit him. You'll probably see a better version of him in the minutes that he does play, which I think is, is basically what Liverpool want this season. Yeah, Rich, how do you think Liverpool handle Elliott? Do you think they'll be pleased themselves that they can afford to give him a little bit of a break? Because, you know, having a 19-year-old, 19-20 playing, that them kind of minutes at the start of the season isn't exactly what you want from him, would you say? Well, I guess it depends on the 19-year-old, doesn't it? But I think the, the, the positive is obviously that he's been able to play a number of first-team matches consistently and, and, and feel like he belongs in that environment, which I think he's already achieved. Uh, and that, that's that's a big, big plus for Liverpool and a big plus for Harvey Elliott. Um, he's received a lot of praise for his performances and I think, I think that's right. But I think we also have to take uh, a sort of wider view of the midfield at the moment, and and I think when you've got a full strength side, he's he's probably not in it, and the reason for that is is he's, he's still getting to grips of what it is to be a Liverpool midfielder, and although he has played well in games, I just don't feel he's affecting games in the right areas of the pitch, um, in order to win football matches. So, the, it's more, it's more about learning from the likes of Thiago and and, and Henderson. And, and, and honing his skill at this point, I think. It's not like, I don't know, like a Jude Bellingham is kind of like the centrepiece of a 
Borussia Dortmund side or or something like that. This this is a, a great talent Liverpool have got at their disposal, but I, I certainly still don't at this point um, count them as a, as a key midfielder. It's not this, this the midfield has looked disjointed so far this season, and and unfortunately for him, he's one of those players that that is within it and would and would probably with Thiago in there and Fabinho pretty much mainstays. He's, he's, he's obviously been the one that would come out. Um, so the 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 break that we're going to have is going to hopefully see a few more midfielders back and that will afford uh, the opportunity for, for Klopp to take uh, Elliot out for a bit of a period and sit and see where we go from that. And I'm sure because of what he's done and how well he's played, he's still going to come on in games and, 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 and may have in a more condensed time a great opportunity to affect matches with a clear a clear strategy for 20 minutes or something, or clear instruction for 20 minutes, something, something like that. Um, but... Jürgen's still picking him, you know what I mean? And if that is is that just because he thinks he's playing well or or is is he not content with the other midfield options that he's got at the moment? I'm not sure what the answer is on that, but um I, I think I think Harvey's done well, but he, he he's still he's still a little bit down the pecking order, I think. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel. And obviously, we've had the youth looking like he's going to get a break, Elliot. And experience in Van Dijk is going to get a break. He's played most of the minutes this season. Um, but I think the main thing to come from this break is that by the end of it, we should be seeing Kanate, Henderson, Robertson and Jones all back. And Matt, it just gives Liverpool so many more options heading into this second part of the season. Yeah, exactly that. I think you need as, as many of those options available and it, it's kind of that knock-on effect, isn't it? If you've got, say, Henderson back, then it has that knock-on effect for Harvey Elliott. It has the impact on Thiago because we know you can't overplay him. It's it's kind of the more options you've got, the more fit those options will be anyway. It, it kind of works in in two ways, doesn't it? And I think obviously, you know, the, the injury to Andy Robertson, if he ends up only missing the one game, that's not the worst thing. Ibrahim Konate to come back in at centre back again, you know, the, the Van Dyke sort of thing of, you know, it's it's kind of a, a pro for him in the sense that we can sort of give him a bit more of a rest in this period. But you'd like to think as well that afterwards, between now and, and the World Cup, there can be one or two opportunities for him to to step out of it. You know he's gonna play every game for, for Holland, you know he's gonna play a lot of minutes for them. So probably Liverpool have, have got to be the, the sensible ones in that in terms of you know keeping him as fresh as, as possible because they're going to need him, you know, more than, than ever really in the second half of the season, more so than than now. You'd certainly hope so in terms of the competitions and the places that Liverpool want to put themselves in. And and Curtis Jones as well, I think is, you know, is is a real talent. I think he, he gets forgotten far too easily in terms of the ability that he's got. And again, really the, the last sort of 18 months just been, been really unlucky. He's had, you know, a number of of little niggling injuries it's never been kind of one bad one it, it's always come at bad times though you think of you know the, the first game of last season I think he got a, a concussion a couple of days before probably felt like he, he could have played but you know the, the protocol around it meant that he couldn't and he's just had one or two of those sort of moments really when Liverpool have, have needed that extra midfielder when the opportunities would have come for a player that's still kind of you know in his youth still trying to establish himself He's just been a little bit unfortunate, really, in terms of, of the timings. And again, so far this season, you know, you look at Akata, Thiago, Henderson, all being missing at certain points. You'd 
you'd want Curtis Jones and, and certainly Curtis Jones would want to have been fitter at those moments, but it, it just hasn't happened for him. So yeah, hopefully they're being a, a little bit more cautious on the, uh, the return from this one. And if it does mean that, you know, he misses out on, on international duty, but then is, is back for Liverpool afterwards. There's going to be, there's going to be plenty of, of minutes for him as well. So yeah, I suppose it's, it's a bit of a, a reminder, isn't it? Four names there that we, we think and, and certainly hope will be back. If not immediately after the internationals, then certainly, you know, a short time afterwards. And suddenly things can look very different in terms of, of the injury situation. It's, it's probably better to play the, the Wolves and the Chelsea games with those players at some point later on in the season than it would have been to, to, to sort of squeeze them into to this week anyway. Yeah, and I think that the, the, us missing the Chelsea games are potential negative because the, playing them now while they've just had the new manager could have been a, a great thing for Liverpool, just getting them while they're like a little bit unsettled. But with all these players coming back, Rich, are you looking forward to seeing Liverpool have a few more options? It's been a weird start to the season because we don't typically see any team, let alone Liverpool, have so many injuries right in the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, and you've got to question why that's happened. What 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 has gone so sufficiently wrong that you would get like a, a full starting eleven worth of injuries in the in the opening couple of weeks of a Premier League season? It doesn't doesn't um, doesn't reflect too well on the physios does it <laughs> but uh no in all seriousness you, you obviously played a hell of a lot of games last season and, and i think it was inevitable that it was probably going to catch up at some point and, and that that appears to have happened can you imagine if there'd been a world cup as well in the middle of it i mean no no one wanted the winter world cup but i think it's the, that that surely must have done liverpool some sort of a favor because we could have been in dire straits in terms of availability if it, if it wasn't bad enough uh, um, if you know if there'd been other players who were, who had gone to the World Cup and, and had to deal with the fallout of that, because at least at least they did get a, a half decent summer's rest after what was a marathon season. So um, I think when you, you looked at that game against Manchester City in the Charity Shield, there was no real indicator there that there was going to be problems coming in the following weeks. It looked like a really uh, sharp, solid performance, and, and probably gave everyone that that sort of boost. Um, that we're you know you're in for a, another good season, pick off where we left off last season, but that just hasn't materialised, and and it was clear that with the, the players that we've got available, maybe you don't want to say you're asking too much of them, but the the, the lack of the lack of um, alternatives to try and change something that round if it isn't working is has taken its toll, and as we said, we've already spoken about Harvey Elliott, but and, and players like him, we're, we're asking too much of them. So this this little period off, which gives us a chance to get more players back, it, it's just going to open up the options more. And um, I, I would like to think we, we'll see a much more robust midfield when we when we return from the international break. And 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 I think you make good points about um, Curtis Jones as well. He's a player who's shown to be a quite clear, undoubted talent, but as as just not. Uh, been able to capitalise on the opportunities when they've been afforded to him, and you know, and he might be the one that comes in for Harvey Elliott ultimately if he's if he's raring to go, and he's, he's he's someone who has proven that he can be effective in that sort of final third of the pitch, and 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 also someone who who's got a, uh, the ability to to score from long ranges, which is something we haven't seen too much of recently, I don't think. Um, and I think that 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 will put. The team and fans in a bit more of a positive mindset, just having just having more options, and it'd be interesting to see whether uh, the loan sign in our tour 
what sort of uh, role will he have to play? Is he is he someone who who wants he's fully fit? Because obviously he was you know he was short of uh, of just general fit, fitness, let alone match fitness, and that may have limited why we haven't seen him so far. Uh, but what sort of role will he play once he's got up to the pace of the, of the other players around him? So yeah. what what Liverpool's midfield could look like could be entirely different to to what we've been seeing so far, and uh, only time will tell. I. Hopefully we do come back a little bit re-energised. Um, I mean, j- just to round up now, I think two players that possibly will be a little bit upset that this break's come is Salah, because he's just got himself on the score sheet after a little bit of a dry spell, um, and Darwin Nunes, who would be looking, Matt, to have loads more minutes because he just hasn't really got off to a flyer. I think he's been... He's been kind of like labelled as a failure by other fan bases already, and it's just kind of like you think he's played around three hundred minutes, which is the equivalent of like three and a bit games, and it's just not enough for him to hit the ground running, is it? Yeah, no, it's it's a hard one. I think to to start with Salah, I think you, you're right. I think I think he would have wanted to to go again. I think he's he's one of those players that would quite happily play every other day, and I think he he'd probably be all right as well. He seems durable enough to to do that. But, I think uh, it might be a, a bit of a, a question mark for some of the other Liverpool players to, to do that, certainly, shall we say. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's he's the one I'm less kind of worried about, really. I think we've started to see him in better positions. He's kind of still getting used to having Darwin Nunez next to him and trying to work it out. But I think him and particularly with Diogo Jota coming back as well, I think that the pair of, of them can work together really well. So I'm, I'm not particularly worried about him. I think with, with Nunez, it's, it, it's slightly different, I think. Again, it just he just needs to get one or two goals, and, and the, the kind of conversations around him, I think, are completely different. I think before the the Ajax game, it was I think a, a goal or an assist every seventy five minutes that he'd been on the pitch, which I think is is fine. It's just a case of the, the number of minutes hadn't really been there. He'd, he'd not really played, and obviously part of that is his fault because of the the stupid decision to to headbutt Anderson during the, the Crystal Palace game, but. <laughs> I was slightly surprised, really, that he didn't play the the Ajax game. I think you, you kind of what you want to see from him really is just a consistent run of games. I think you just want to see him in that team, see what he can do, and I think you know if he's played, say, let's say he started seven out of the next ten games or something like that. I think then that's kind of a big enough sample size that you can kind of start to make a bit of a judgment or start to to decide whether he should be in the first team or whether there should be other players around him. I think. You just need to give him a go. They, they've spent a lot of money on him. They obviously feel that he is the, the kind of next step, the next evolution for them to, to take with that. But you just need to run a games. And, and that's that's why he kind of falls into the the negative category, really, of, of this break. It's it's just another interruption to his rhythm and interruption to him being able to to be on the pitch with these players. Because ultimately, that's, that's what Liverpool have bought him for. That's the only way that they're going to get the best out of him is by seeing him on the pitch regularly and, and giving him those starts and those minutes to to forge those partnerships. I think we've seen only half an hour of, of him and Jota together. That was in the, the Napoli game when it, it was already gone by that point, by the time they came on together. I think that's something that I want to see a little bit more of. I think we saw in the, the Fulham game, the, the link between him and Mohamed Salah, I think that worked. Obviously, lots of other things didn't work in that game, but that was was one of the, the bits that did. And I think him and, and Diaz as well, I think there's there's a real interesting partnership to explore there. Obviously, Diaz likes to drift in. Nunez likes to drift out to the left-hand side. But it's all of these things that you think, in theory, with training, it should work. But until he gets you know seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row, 
even if it's not all starts, it could be you know half an hour off the bench here and there. You, you just need to, to to see him really have that run and that will kickstart him and, and get him going. But until we see that, like you say, it's it, it's just far too soon to be making any kind of concrete judgments on him. I agree. I think it is just a, literally just the run of games that he needs in the side. Um, we've seen flashes of him, and, and like in, in moments, he looks crazy. He had a great game against City in the, in the Community Shield, and like a couple of moments against Everton where he really looked like he could be on the ball, ready to you know get himself a couple of goals, but it just obviously wasn't to be because Jordan Pickford had all healthy. Um, Rich, just to round up, then, uh, how do you think Liverpool's strike force of Salah and Nunes will be feeling going into this? I think they'll be a bit gutted. Yeah, I think you you're right. They are they are the sort of those standout players who actually would will see this break as a negative. They 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 need to strike a partnership. They need games and goals because that's that's what they will breed confidence for for uh, a new Liverpool player and and one who's been there and done it all. It's all the same, isn't it? Confidence in strikers uh, can can change games and, and and that's exactly what they need. So that that is. The uh, uh, the negative of this uh, of this little break. I think we've got to be uh, uh, honest about Nunes and say it's not just other f- uh, fan bases who are uh, calling him out as uh, uh, as uh, I don't want to say a dud, but you know, or not up to it. There are some elements in Liverpool's own fan base who are very skeptical uh, uh, about about who Liverpool have signed and what what I, I, he definitely needs the games. He needs to play. I was surprised he didn't play against Ajax or start against Ajax rather. Uh, and I just wonder if if he's not quite um, settled into Klopp's um, style, whether he just felt, the manager just felt like it was a game that they couldn't risk not winning, if you get what I mean. Um, we could go for the tried and trusted Diogo Jota and then and then begin to, to bed Nunes in a little bit more. Some of his touches um, away from goal have, have looked a bit uh, a bit ropey for someone who costs sixty five million pounds. But I'm hoping that might be um, just maybe a little bit of nerves, a little bit of a uh, little bit of rustiness, and he, there has been a little element of him maybe trying a bit too hard in, in certain instances to, to try and force it to happen. When uh, as soon as he relaxes and, and starts a chance to start to flow, um, hopefully we'll see uh, exactly. What Liverpool uh, expected they were buying uh, when they saw him ripping it up for Benfica, as as he did to great effect uh, against Liverpool last season in the Champions League. So early days on him, um, he, he's got time whilst not playing in the next uh, couple of weeks to build relationships with the players around him, though, uh, and and with the coaches as well, and 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 sort of getting more integrated into into being on Merseyside, and and hopefully. When we come out the other side of it, it'll be raring to go. And uh, fingers crossed, he'll uh, hit the ground running. Yeah, 100%. So I think we'll leave it there. Um, we've got now two weeks just over of no Liverpool football, but keep an eye on the Blood Red channel and we'll keep you up to date with all the latest Liverpool news and anything that comes up. Thanks for watching The Agenda. I've been Tom Greaves with Matt Addison and Rich Garnett. You've been listening to The Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.